A very pleasant morning to you, Abuja, wherever you're turning from. You're on to your mode for award-winning station, Love 145 here on the hills from Papua Indonesia's capital. Today is Friday and it is the 17th day in the month of September 2021. Welcome to the podium. The podium is our current first flagship program on policy, strategy and good governance. And today being Friday, of course, is the NI Post Day. Today we discuss Nigeria in numbers and in figures. The NI Post teams, team is here and... Um, We'll be looking at gender equality today. Gender equality, and this poll was conducted in March 2021. We have 61% of Nigerians say there is no gender equality in Nigeria. And then, are women given equal opportunity as men? 32% agree, 63% disagree, that's in politics. In family, 34% agree, 55% disagree. In workplace, 48% agree, 41% disagree. And then, of course, in um, education, 60% agree, Why 34% disagree. Good morning to you, David. Abba. Well, they say when you stay in a society that you don't find a woman, that society is in trouble, isn't it? Isn't it, David? Obviously, it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we have um, a woman in our midst today. I didn't have to start with you, Dave. I'm very, very gender sensitive. <laughs> and we are talking about the gender Gender equality. So I have Zainab Abdul Rashid. Okay, good morning to you, Zainab. Good morning. All right, I'm good to have you this morning. Adam, it's nice because we're looking at gender equality today. Women, you know, they say, there's this popular saying now, what a man can do, a woman can do better, isn't it? Uh, do you agree? Yes, I do. You agree? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> now you're being, you being biased now. No. Now you're being biased now. Mm. Yes. Okay, oh, it's all right. <laughs> what a man can do, a woman can do better, right? It's okay, no problem. I will leave the rest. <laughs> okay, Dave. We're looking at um, gender equality. Gender equality and the figure in front of us this morning. All right, so we conducted this poll to commemorate the International Women's Day, which is held annually on 8th of March. We conducted the poll to know what Nigerians think regarding the issue of gender equality in Nigeria, uh, how women have fared in several areas in terms of uh, gender equality in workplaces, gender equality in, in education, gender equality in leadership and governance. Uh, but the focus for today's discussion will be women's participation, gender equality in governance and leadership roles for women. So we asked Nigerians, the first question from the poll was, in your opinion, do you think uh, women are given opportunity as men? And 39% said yes, women are being given equal opportunity as men and 61% said no. And if you look at the distribution by gender, you have more women saying uh, women are not being given equal opportunity. We have more women who say uh, they don't think there is gender equality in Nigeria at 62%. Uh, also, we asked Nigerians if they think that women face any form of discrimination in getting governance and political leadership position. And 
73% of Nigerians across uh, all geopolitical zones, across all age groups, attest to the fact that women are being discriminated against in getting leadership positions, in getting into political offices and governance. Also, if you look at the demographics by age, we still have more women attesting to these facts than men. Uh, if you look at the distribution by geopolitical zone, we have more Nigerians in the South-South attesting to this fact that women are being discriminated when it comes to getting uh, governance and political leadership position. Also, we asked Nigerians uh, to what extent they agree or disagree that women currently are given equal opportunity as men in the area of politics. And we have only 33% of Nigerians saying women are given equal opportunity as men. We have the majority at 63 saying women are not being given equal opportunity as men mm. when it comes to politics. The issue of gender inequality in Nigeria can never be overemphasized. That's why we had to bring this poll back. If you look at the numbers, according to statistics by budget, the proportion of registered voters in Nigeria... Uh, female to male, we have a uh, female at 47% and male at 53%. Despite these high figures, women are still being very underrepresented in politics. Uh, we've had several uh, precedents since the transition to democratic rule and we've never had a woman president. We've had over 100 governors across the 36 states. We've never had uh, a woman governor except uh, one time in Anambra state where uh, there was an issue and the deputy governor had to assume the position of the governor and when the issue was resolved, she went back to the background. So uh, this issue is an issue that needs urgent attention. Zainab, let me come to you. You're a woman. What's your take on all of this? Would you say the society has not been fair to women or women have not risen to the occasion? Thank you. Um, coming from a gender perspective, mm -hmm. Looking at the society we have at hand, I'll say we have a patriarchal society. By definition, gender is defined as um, gender equality, according to the African Union, is defined as the absence of discrimination on the basis of sex on, um, in access to justice. Okay. So if you look at this definition, you realize that the bias is so glaring. Women are taken as um, the weaker sex. Everything that is allocated to a woman comes from the perspective that, oh, she's not meant to assume a leadership role. And that's why you see that in education, the gap is wide the girls are marginalized. So coming from this angle, a lot of the initiatives that we're taking as a women's rights um, um, organization is focused on trying to see that women's welfare is promoted at all levels for societal development. You can't marginalize a woman and expect the society to move, um, forge ahead in the pace that is required. So at RAPA, we're actually implementing a project on electoral accountability and integrity. So we're looking at avenues that would help um, 
the woman be able to access her right to political and appointive positions. Most times we find that even when it comes to registration or political participation in elections, the conditions that are available for the woman to access are usually not to her favor. We find the forms being, you know, the cost of obtaining the forms alone may not be affordable to an average woman. Even if she is, um, she, 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 she merits, you know, to contest or um, participate in such an election. Acquiring the form to register as a participant is, is uh, their one for most women. And men have access to all the resources to obtain all of this. So they are in an advantageous position, you know, at this level. So going by the statistics from the um, recently conducted poll by NOI in March, um, more women have been um, marginalized, as we have seen from the statistics given, because uh, the 73% of Nigerians that agree that women in Nigeria face discrimination have in one way or the other experienced this in their daily lives. Social, um, uh, social aspects of uh, societal existence creates every avenue on a daily basis for women to see that they are taking a second nature in society. I, I tend to agree with you on one hand, but on the other hand also, some will say that uh, women are the major problem of themselves because when a woman steps out to say, I want to do this, there's no harmony amongst them. You're a witness to it. If you put, um, if you keep 10 women in this room, the rest is You can testify to it that it's okay. 10 women in this studio for 10 days. What you will get before that 10 days elapses will be very horrible. So even amongst women, there's no unity amongst them. So if there's no unity amongst them, how do you intend to achieve this even when others are trying to pursue your cause for you? I'll give you instances. The likes of Obia Zekwesili came out in 2019 saying, I want to run for presidency. Of course, she got some support here and there. But just before you know it, she pulled out of it. So we can be given instances, yes, we've not been given chance to do this. We've not been given chance to do this. But don't forget power. You don't get power based on take. You get power based on your demand. You demand for it. So at this point, how would you put the women folk? Have they really helped themselves? Yes. In a way, because um, our interventions, a lot of CSOs that are women focused mm. have been at the forefront mm. are trying to see a way of engaging younger folks to be able to, you know, have the capacity to aspire. It's not the aspiration. You can aspire. But now, if I'm aspiring for something and my own gender is not in support of me, how do you intend to achieve that aspiration? That's actually where I'm headed. If you look at the men, men will tell you, okay, this is Dave. This is Peniel. Dave, you know what? Go do it. 
when you're done, I'll come after you. But women will hardly do that for themselves. We are promoting avenues where women tend to support women by creating um, parties, political parties for women, mm. where women would have no choice than to support ourselves. How do you intend to achieve this? How are you carrying this out? And how do you intend... Various um, capacity enhancement trainings to make women see reason to know that in union can you know, any meaningful or formidable development take place. If women do not come out for themselves, I agree with you, because even in the last election where a woman came out to contest for governorship position, she only had one vote. And that's her own vote. Yes, her own vote. And that's really discouraging, but then we won't relent. And that's why we keep advocating for women to be educated, for them to have, you know, the right um, attitude towards engaging with themselves in a positive light. Because the more we tend to put each other down, we can't really forge ahead. So, the place of culture now, because we can't run away from it. Take it or leave it, we can't run away from it. In the, the place of culture, what are you doing? Because um, if you look at homes, in most cases, it's actually the women that promote this culture of no education for the girl child. They tell you, you're a girl, your place is just the kitchen to give birth and take care of the home. Let the boy go to school. Why some cultures will tell you it is not in our culture for a woman to be educated? And the same women promote that same culture. So in that area, what are you doing about it? Because like I said, we can't rule that out. But then we're having a lot of initiatives that are trying to intervene in this cause, engaging with leaders of culture and faith to help change the narrative. We actually go all out to the communities. You know, it's a deliberate attempt to change this norm that has been you know instilled from time immemorial to see that people see the light of the day and in places like Inugu where we've walked some of these horrible cultures have actually been abolished where you have um, widowhood rights and all of that that debars the lady from inheriting her husband's um, property and all of that and she's deprived of having other rights as a woman and a human being that she is you know so if at the end of the day such cultures can be you know put aside every woman would enjoy the social cultural culture does not have to be negative so most of this um traditional and religious leaders we are engaging with are beginning to see that even religion encourages that women take part in leadership of any society because give or take women are part of every society and as human beings all of us are meant to contribute to the development of wherever we find ourselves and by the time you now marginalize a portion of them and say because they are women by by um, their biology, then we are missing out 
on a lot of potential that might have been put into developing such a society into what it should really be. So you can't um, overemphasize the need to, you know, engage with leaders of culture and faith to make sure this normative change is achieved. We just need to change the narrative and help everyone at the community, national and state level see that culture, of course, is part of us, is who we are, but it doesn't have to be negative. We need to give women their rightful places, um, give them their rights, and let the society be better for all of us. Let's look at the role of religion now. The North in particular, coming to education for the girl child, if you run your statistics in the North, you find out that um, out of 10 homes, probably you'll just be getting two where a girl is going to school, all right, education. What are you doing in that regard also? Because we can't we can rule that out also where we tend to say, okay, because of religion, this girl should not exceed this limit of education. She should not go beyond this limit of education. If she is able to go to primary school, maybe perhaps she should get married and that ends it. And we're looking at where we have more of the population on the side of the women. Okay? I think population all over, women are more populated than the men. And in this case, the reverse is now the case. We're supposed to see women spearheading some of these things with the strength of their population. But it's unfortunate that their population is not giving them any strength, rather is weakening them by the day. So in terms of religion, what, what are women doing to see to it that, yes, you can interface with religious leaders who are men to talk to them, look, these children should be given their right to go to school. They should be exposed because exposure is what brings about good leadership. If you're not properly exposed, you can lead well. So how are you going about this? At RAPA currently, we have a project that is supported by the Malala Fund for um, mitigating the COVID-19 impact of, on the girl child access to education in the FCT. Okay. So with such initiatives, we have a mandate to make sure girls are re-enrolled for those that have, you know, um, stopped their education due to the COVID pandemic and then be retained and make sure they complete their education. We're particular about all that pertains to women and girls at RAPA. So we, you know, implement projects that go all out seeking the family all the circles of influence from the family to the society and the nation at large to see that a girl child gets the right nurturing from the home to give her you know um, a perception to know she's supposed to aspire to to be able to get to the heights she should so for the north in particular the case is peculiar and we're really concentrating on the states in the north to make sure that the the influence of culture and faith is really you know um, minimized to see that the leaders are helping to sensitize the community members 
as to make sure their children remain in school until they complete such education. And you rightly said, any girl that is not well educated cannot um, aspire to a leadership position. Talk more of holding. So when we encourage girls to um, go to school, remain until they finish, it's only a means to make sure they can um, improve on their capacity to aspire as girls and women in future. So leadership position is, is not um, um, a specific for only men. Women and girls in particular are part of it. And so it should be. Okay, well, um, we've been speaking um, is a um, nice topic we're looking at today and um, it's about gender equality. Men, women, what's the role of a woman in the society? Are they meeting up? And um, why is it that... Um, is it that the society is not encouraging them or they have not um, actually lived up to expectation? Different views on this and them. Um, we've been speaking with um, Zainab Abdurashid. She's the program manager, Women's Rights Advancement and Protection Alternative, also known as RAPA, as well as the NY Poll team here, David Abba. We'll take a quick break, go pay some bills. When we come back, we'll continue with the discussion. And of course, when we come back, uh, we'll hear from you on this issue because we cannot um, downplay the role of women in the society for people who are highly populated and it seems like they are being marginalized then there's a problem but then like i said when we come back we'll hear from you on this topic that we're discussing don't go nowhere we'll be right back shortly after the break Okay, welcome back. It's still a podium, our current first flagship program on policy, strategy, and good governance. Today is Friday, NYI Post Day, where we discuss Nigerian numbers and their figures. And um, this discussion, I've been having it with um, Zainab Abdul Rashid, the program manager, Women's Rights Advancement and Protection Alternative, also known as RAPA, as well as um, Dave Abba. And I'm gender sensitive, so I have to introduce you. <laughs> uh, we're talking about gender equality today. Well, off air, we've been a little bit of a heated argument here. Uh, it's like um, two to beat one. <laughs> Zainab, right? It's like a two to beat one now in this discussion. No, we, we, are, uh, just, we, are, just being, we are just being real with and <laughs> as a man born of a woman. Mm. And also what the numbers are saying. Mm. Our numbers are showing that a lot of Nigerians think women are being underrepresented in political leadership roles and mm. governance. Uh, Nigerians also provide solutions to this issue. Just like one of the points raised by our guest today, she said her organization is working on ensuring that women have their own political party. Mm -hmm. That way it would encourage more of them to contest under that platform. We also have 14% uh, of respondents who also uh, made this recommendation that women should have their own political party. We have 36% of Nigerians saying uh, the country should enforce gender 
equality policies, policies that would uh, ensure that more women participate in uh, leadership roles. We have 8% saying quality education, uh, the, the role of education in uh, eradicating gender inequality in Nigeria is uh, a very strong point. Most people who are educated know how to demand for what they deserve. Uh, education plays a very vital role in encouraging, in promoting gender equality. Uh, we have 9% saying uh, we should stop discrimination. It is, most times you see women come out for uh, political leadership roles. You hear stuff like, ah, uh, woman, a woman want to be governor of this state, a woman want to be president. Gender equality means equal rights and equal opportunity irrespective of your gender because your sex does not determine who you become or uh, whatever you become so gender discrimination by all means in all areas should stop during the 2019 election mm. out of a total of uh, 73 people who contested for the position of president there were only six women and 67 men that is less than 5%. Out of a total of 1,064 people who contested for the position of uh, senator, we have only 80 women and 984 male contestants. The list goes on. Out of our 4,703 people contested for House of Representatives, we have only 511 women and 4,192 men. Now, let, let's spread this now. I, I like the statistics you're bringing. Now, Zainab, if, you, if we have this number of persons, like for voting, it starts from your constituency, your word, and all of that. You don't vote in Abuja here. And if your community, where you have more of women than men, women don't go out to vote for reasons best known to them sometimes. Now, if women are fighting for this role in the society, they say you don't ask for power. You demand for it. You get it with force. And then part of that force, we can tie it to numbers. If you know you have the numbers, why don't you use your numbers to make your point? That is one. Two, also, at the National Assembly, we had an issue where a certain lawmaker, you know, abused a lady. And the beauty of the story is that the person who headed that committee is a woman. And how did he die? He died a natural death. We're expecting, okay, since it's a woman-to-woman -woman issue, we should see stifle punishment for this lawmaker who actually went overboard to do what he did. But he just died a natural death. We can't even tell how that matter got resolved at the moment. So... That's why I'm still asking the question. Women, have they actually lived up to expectation, even in the little positions they've been given, to fight for the right of their fellow women? Yes. We are and we're still living up to expectation because, um, as it is, a lot of women in leadership positions, depending especially in political positions, hmm. or aspiring to be in political positions, face a lot of threats. Threats? Yes. How? And from who? From male counterparts. 
political um, bodies. It may not be so obvious, but we see some clearly, like the case of um, um, the woman that was woman leader in Kogi State that was burnt during the elections in Kogi. That's just a glaring example, and a lot of threats to life. But with the kind of justice system we have that is skewed, um, sometimes you see some cases die naturally. You don't know what has gone on the on the ground. They may have faced threats, either um, to life or sexually harassed. Or you never can tell. But this threat is caught across. Men also face threats. But it's not as um, it's not as rampant as. You feel so because we don't come out to say it. Because we don't come out to say it. Because women are generally, of course, on the receiving end. So they tend to. Men have their way always. It's a patriarchal society we're talking about. So women tend to. Well, that's arguable. pushed to the wall always. And they're at the receiving end, if you may say that. So at the end of the day, you see that a woman that has so much ambition starting mm. to be at the top at the point becomes so cold and can and may not even be able to speak up on what actually transpired but you know you know statistics have it that um, women are more daring than men women are really daring good so when a woman a woman who is daring you know she decides to she could damn all consequences just to and just to prove a point. The system does not um, give her the, the the desired justice she so deserves. What do you expect? And, and you know, among our judges, we have more women, more like we have women a lot in the justice system. So we expect that at this point, are supposed to be re-engineered to make sure that transparency is the watchword. We are trying to look at. Um, on this our project, the electoral integrity project, <laughs> see that the review of the national gender policy is done in such a way that there is gender equity and social inclusion in all spaces, be the um, ministries, departments and agencies, INEC and the likes, where the structures and the policies and practices um, depict that women are carried along in every aspect of the, the, the activities that go on within such institutions. So we are deliberate about this and we are trying to engage the main um, critical policy and um, government um, personnel, the legislature, the ministers, the presidency, to see that we get their buy-in for the approval of the reviewed national gender policy, because this will encompass the lessons from the previous gender policy that was um, created in 2006 and was reviewed in 2015, and now we're having another review in 2021 which hopefully will be sent to FEC for approval. So we're trying to see that we get a buy-in and get engagements with various crucial stakeholders, CSOs as well, 
all the um, institutions around the FCT and communities that are involved in, you know, giving services to the populace. Women are always at the receiving end. So we want to see a situation where the Jesse approach is, is um, giving the light of the day to see that women are carried along with every aspect of leadership and policy um, practice and implementation activities. Let's see how we can balance this discussion today and because of the time we have at our disposal. Women, let's hear from you this morning. I actually want to make women. I want to hear from women this morning. Do you think you have been marginalized? Do you think you are underrepresented? And do you think that um, there's no equality when it comes to gender equality? you are being marginalized let me hear from women this morning on this issue is zero eight one zero zero nine two one three six seven yes at this point of course the society is pushing for a balanced society where both women and men have equal say in the society however the question this morning is women do you think you've been under marginalized do you think you've been marginalized? Do you, do you think you've been underrepresented? Do you think your voice has been suppressed via threats in, in a case where you hold some certain sensitive positions in the society? Let's hear from you, this women. I think from here I will start pulling my polls also. <laughs> like I said, 0810092 It doesn't stop men also. I'm not saying you're not permitted to call in both men and women, of course. But let me hear women this morning on this issue because more like everything is tilting towards the women being marginalized, women being underrepresented, women on the receiving end. No, women, 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 women. You know, uh, Peña, one of the policies that would have supported more women's participation in governance and leadership role is the uh, Affirmation Action 35, mm. which stipulates that 35% of women in governance and leadership role, 35% of people in governance and leadership role should be women. But, but even with the 35, the some would say... The National it's, Assembly it's, actually voted against this move. Mm. So these are policies that would have encouraged more women. To but is 35 not too small? If you go to Kenya, is it Kenya? In Rwanda. Sorry, Rwanda, I beg your pardon. 60% of those in their parliament are women. So why can't we? Rwanda has a quota system. Mm. Rwanda and South Africa have a quota system for uh number of women that should be in governance okay. at every point. So this has also encourage more women to come out to vie for our political positions. Okay, let's respond to the score. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning. This is Clark calling from Karishtin. All right, Clark. Your discussion is very, very interesting. Penway, uh, see, the major problem we have in the country is that men in this country, hmm. they don't regard women too much. But when you look at Things the way things are going, you see that without a woman, the man is incomplete. Hmm. Right from creation, and God has made them to be equal right, right from creation. It's only that we, either as a result of man-made religion, 
like you people discuss there about religion. On in other words, religion did not give, uh, does not permit anybody to say a woman cannot go to school or be educated. Then number two, looking at what people believe that women's education ends in the kitchen. That is a wrong notion. This is another problem we are having in our country. Think about the comments of the president that women ends in the kitchen. And it is wrong. It's not true. Look at Ngozi Okonjo Iwala, who has made Nigeria proud in the midst of men. Look at what she is doing. Look at Obi Ezekwetiri and some other women. Mm. The former Minister of Finance, Adio, um, is it, um, Adio Shu, they are all women and they occupied good positions, did better than men. So if women will be given the chance in this country, mm. they can do well in this country. All right, conventional politicians we have will not allow them to come up. Okay, if the women can come up, and be supported by others, they can rise. That's the only thing I can say. Okay, Clark, thank you very much. Well, um, I see I and Zainab just smiling while um, Clark was talking. Hello, good morning. Yeah. Hello, good morning, Penny. Good morning to you, please. My name is Adadot. I'm calling from Jabi. All right, Adadot, welcome to the podium. Wow, what's a discussion? Penny, Ma. Just like uh, Clark has said, I think he has said it all. The environment we found ourselves, I'm talking about Nigeria as a country. Mm. They don't give women a chance for anything. Anything you say, woman, because in this country is what she has suffered and sweat. It's just purely her sweat. The only president in this country that allowed such a thing was Olusegun Obasanjo. Okay, look at it now. We're talking in Tanzania today. Their minister for defense is a woman. Can such a thing happen in this country? I'm just as a question. Can such a thing happen in Nigeria, Minister of Defense? The only person that has tried it was also the same ambassador, but it was Minister of Defense for state. Too. Do you understand? Mm. For state. But look at it now. They will never, okay, even when you come out to contest for political um, seat in this country as a lady or as a woman, mm. you will see them label your sort of names. I'm, I'm being honest with you. Label your sort of names. They will give you chance, they will call you name, they will call you this, they will call you. they just believe that it's about man, man. And it has proven that when a woman is given that chance in this country, don't let they excel. They excel, they do better, they better than the men. Make sure that we find ourselves in a society where they uh, say that a woman's place is in the kitchen. That's not, God forbid. Which kind of kitchen? All right, Which kind of kitchen? Okay, even our president come out to tell us that how his wife belongs to the bedroom. Huh? Uh, what are we talking about? But they failed because not never again. It it has never even happened. Even the uh, woman of Abalayot, Nigeria women never ever allow them to subdue them. All right, Adadot. Okay, bye. Thank you very much, Adadot. Well, quite interesting. We're just out of time. I wish we could continue. Let me hear. Now I'm gender sensitive here too. Zainab, let me hear from you your last word. As it is, we still need to work together men and women okay we all need to put our, our hands together and see that the implementation of the national gender policy is in top care we have to in fact
provide all the um, the mandate contained therein for the inclusion of all gender in our various spaces to see that we we'll work for a better Nigeria and give women their rightful position. All right, Dave. All right. Uh I think we need to have more women, more men fighting for women's rights. Women can't do this by themselves. Uh, our democracy in Nigeria will be meaningless if we have uh, 50 percent of our population being discriminated just because of the agenda. So uh, the, this poll is a call to all stakeholders to work in ensuring that more women participate in governance and leadership role. For more on this poll, you can visit our website, www.noi-polls.com. Well, they've said it all, and um, I love women. Of course I do. So, And I want to see women more in, um, in the hem of affairs when it comes to governance. But women, like they say, it won't fall on you like a pack of cherry on your ties. You must fight for it. So rise up, take your place, and fight for it. God bless you. God bless Nigeria. And long live the Federal Republic of Nigeria. Thank you for being part of the show today. Thank you. Thank you, Nigeria. Bye-bye.